Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to the Copy Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Copy Podcast. It is Mick and Christian once again. We're going to get a bit stuck into the, the USG game. We are going to be talking about Brighton. Um, should we talk about Spurs again? Should we drag that back up? Probably not. It, it, <laughs> might, it might come up in general conversation because we're still, I'm sure we're all still pretty fuming about it. But before we get into it all, Christian, how are you doing, lad? I'm good. Sunshine. It's a little bit colder now, obviously, proper autumn in Sweden, but um, I'm all good. Looking forward to the game uh, on Sunday, uh, tomorrow, obviously, and then looking forward to fly over in two weeks' time and for the derby to see you and obviously bring my brother this time. So, oh, yeah, it's good. I look forward to that. And buy me loads of pints because it's my birthday as well. <laughs> 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 I love the way you're just laughing and you're not replying to that one. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> Of course, you're going to have pints. You're going to have so many pints that you're not going to know your name, I guess. <laughs> I just want to get it as, as a recording, just so like when whenever you come over and I go, you, I go trying to get me a pint and you say no, I can just get up this show and go, like, like you said, you said you would there, lad, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> True. Getting old, lad, getting old. Um, right, let's get stuck into it. I mean, I just said USG. I'm not going to try and pronounce the full name because I tried on the previous show and I've since knowing that I've, I've butchered it, so I'm, I'm going to call them USG. And yeah, I mean, the lineup. Let's let's talk about the lineup for that game because it was it was it was quite strong. Uh, obviously, Keller, we knew before the game he was going to be injured. Um, Adrian uh, isn't included in the in the squad, I believe. So Allison comes in, so as strong as it can be. Trent comes back and Canate alongside Quanza, Simakas at left back, Raven Birch, Endo, and Elliot as a midfield and you got Salah, Nunes and Jota as a as a front three but I was happy with that. I was happy to see Trent back in. Graven Birch another another opportunity. Endo another opportunity. Kwanzaa another opportunity. And I, th- I thought like just as a whole before we get into the goals, I thought the game it wasn't the best. Like I just feel like we kept giving them more the, the longer the game went on the more worried I was getting, to be honest, until Jota gets his <clears throat> his um, obligatory late goal. But 
the lineup I was happy with and certain players like performing performing well and, and doing well with the minutes that they're getting. Yeah, I was happy as well. And obviously with the trend coming back from the injury, you know, playing a little bit last time and now getting his, uh, you know, match up, up and running again, uh, his match time. So that was good, obviously. So, same with Kwanzaa, you know, he did really great. I think, you know, we have some player there who can actually come in and do a great job and someone who will, whatever happens with Matip, you know, from, from this season going forward until next season, we know that he said that he wants to stay, you know, and probably end his career here. But, you know, whatever happens, we got someone that can actually replace his spot that is actually having quality and being very young and probably hopefully will get better. I think Tamika's did a great job as well. You know, he had a he had a rough time last time and got some stick on, on Twitter, you know, for not uh, doing really great things. But, you know, uh, I thought, you know, it's fair to say to give him some credit for this game. I thought it was good. Uh, I like the midfield, obviously, Gravenberg. We want to see him play because he's young, he's talented. We're all excited and I thought he was great as well. It's nice to see Endo and Elliot because I... You know, some people uh, say, you know, Elliot hasn't been developing the the way we probably, you know, were expecting to. And I agree. But I, like I said it before, I just love the way he fights for the team and the, the the job he puts in. So hopefully he just continues with that and the development in another part, part of the game of his game will come anyway. Um, and the front three is obviously, you know, it's it's great. Uh, so I was really happy when that came out. I thought, you know, we're probably going to go and win this quite easily. Uh, I don't think it went that easily, but, you know, still a comfortable win, I would say, even though we gave them a few chances. But, you know, it's another three points in Europa League. And I think, you know, with the rotation and all that, I think it's just uh, the perfect way of finish a game, the perfect way of rotation. And, uh, you know, looking forward to the next game in that way we can do that. Yeah, I, th- I think it's interesting because like it's it's mad when you think that Liverpool made so many changes again, and it's still you look at the team and you go, yeah, that's very it's very good. That's strong. Quality. Obviously, Graven Birch and Quansell are making um, like I believe that was Graven Birch's third start. I think it was Quansell's third start. So still very new. And in, in those games, like Quansell, like we just mentioned, I think it needs highlighting before we get into the stuff like just how good he looks. I mean, it is funny because it, it, it's it's one of those where you're like, it's almost as though Jürgen Klopp knows more than us, you know, like in terms of like buying a centre-back. We all wanted the centre-back, but of course we didn't know how good uh, Gerald Kwanzaa is. And I know he's got, obviously he's got a lot of quality. He's got a long way to go in terms of being, I'm sure what he wants to be in terms of how good he can be, but playing alongside like the likes of Canate, playing alongside the Van Dijk Matic, those people, those players can only drive you on to to be better. So I think, yeah, it needs highlighting just how impressive and how like just how he's took it in a stride, like his European debut at Anfield, and he just looked like he was he's part of the furniture. He looked like he'd been playing for for ages, and I think that's that's a, that's a, one of the biggest compliments you can pay him, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I think you know we come back to this, you know, every, you know, uh, even I and you as well, you know, we were all sitting here saying we wanted a centre back, you know, during the summer because we thought that we really needed one, and obviously Klopp, you know, like you said, he he knows there's a, you know, there's a young lad in the squad who taking steps all the time that you know we can, we can use him for now and we'll see how it goes because he got the quality, he will develop, we will use him and then we'll see if we need something in January or next summer or whatever, but of course he can't go out and say to everyone just calm down we got someone in you know a young lad here who can play because that puts just very unnecessary pressure on anyone (laughs) but to see that you know Klopp is right again and you know um uh, you know, showed that he he knows his stuff, and you know what we got uh, in terms of players. So I'm just very happy that we got this young 
kid who comes in uh very physical you know how old is he like 20 and you know everyone yeah. everyone's talking about you know young talents you know being like 16 17 18 nowadays you know super talented and stuff but you know in, in terms of center backs you've seen great center backs in the in the you know obviously the, the history of the english game you know in, in recent years but you look back on the big ones like ferdinand terry so campbell led the king even though he was you know having all his injuries uh they all come through, you know, really young, but they kind of establish themselves in this kind of age, you know, from from twenty and upwards, and became great. I don't say Kwanzaa will become, you know, great because that would be unfair to put that pressure on him already now. But you know, to show his talent and his qualities like he has now in these types of games and showing that he's mature, he's very good with the ball, he's ta- not taking any stupid decisions. He's just look very solid and good. Just give him that time. Uh, give him, you know, the, give, give him patience from us fans. Just let him keep on going, and he can become really, really good for us. And where it, where he goes, is just up to him, I guess. You know, so I'm really pleased that we got someone from the from the academy that's showing, you know, all their qualities and actually take those steps because we we love when someone from you know the, our own grades comes up and actually taking a place and maybe can play for us many games in the future. So I was very pleased for him, and I, I hope he will continue to play and get those minutes in those kind of games. I love the way like he's he's just like he is a bit of like no nonsense. Like if if Sutton's if he senses danger and he just needs to kick it out, he will. But he can also mix it up and he can do those long diags that Verge does. And I mean, he's obviously not the same level as Van Dyke, but he's he's still I guess still trying to fine tune his game to kind of replicate what Van Dyke. But in terms of pace, like they brought on a few fellas towards the end who were big and strong and very quick and fresh legs, and he was still out muscling outpacing keeping them keeping them out of the game and just making those interceptions that look easy i guess when you when you see them on telly or you see them in the ground but i feel like those little like nicks and little bits that he toes that he gets on the ball are so important in terms of keeping the ball away from our goal and limiting the amount of saves that ali has to make and yeah i think it just thought i just thought we'd start the pod with with that because i thought it deserved uh, he deserved it because how, how good he's been and how how, eff- how effortless it's been for him as well um but I mentioned another player there, Graven Birch, with with his first three starts as well, and of course he gets the he gets the goal for us just before half time, and, and and the first goal for us. I mean, Nunes should have scored. <laughs> I think it's safe to say he should have absolutely scored. I think lovely yeah. little interplay. Salah plays it in, and he's he's on the what is he six yard box out, and you could see all the players like the hands went straight on their heads. They were like, ah, oh, fucking hell. But he is he's prone to those moments unfortunately but he also is prone to moments of magic but um yeah Gravenberch gets the gets the goal and in his first three games for Liverpool first three starts I should say so we've got an assist against Lask an assist against Leicester and now a goal against USG so a good start for him and another impressive performance I thought in terms of I just love like I know of course people are making the comparisons with like when Aldam already and whatever but like in terms of how he takes the ball and how he manipulates it, and if he lets it run past him, he takes a nice little touch, and he's just got that spatial awareness. And for a guy who's six three, he's t- he's very big. Uh, he's got that like he seems like he's got a lo- low center of gravity as well in terms of getting by people and 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 his dribbling ability. And of course, if he can have more goals, he had a few chances. I think he second half he nearly clips one in top corner. Um, he has a shot where I think Nunes scores and uh, it's offside. So we had, he was very involved in the game, and then to get the goal yeah. um, was I, we were all very happy for him, weren't we? Of course. 
Yeah, and you know, I, I just love that he obviously started his game. We were expecting it, but then you know to have that impact on the game straight away. Uh, and like you said, he's a big lad, you know, but he looks very smooth the way he handles the ball. He strides with the ball, you know, makes the ball go forward, running with it. He's quite fast for being that tall as well, and you know, got technique. And you know, we could see his shooting skills as well when he, you know, uh, challenged the goalkeeper with his. Um, you know, shot from outside the box as well. You know, he's he's got the precision and the accuracy to actually, you know, make the goalkeeper work because he almost put it perfectly in the corner. So he got all those qualities. And, you know, from midfield player being 21 and only cost us like £35 million pounds or whatever it was, you know, everyone's saying it now and I'm sure we would say it in times to come, but, you know, it will, you know, be a bargain for us when we look back on when we bought him from Bayern Munich and be like, how the hell can they just let go from of someone like, that in that age being so talented i know i know you know change of environment change of players change of manager or whatever can you know do great things with players because you know they are people as well they might just need to change where they are and get to somewhere somewhere else and everything will be fine but it's just weird in one way you know in terms of you know being Bayern Munich and that kind of club and having you know a midfield with aging players and have someone like Ravenberg on their hands to be like, yeah, we should just try to get him into the team and you know, develop him. But anyway, you know, their losses are gain or whatever you call it. Uh, so I'm I'm really happy for him and that he scores, you know, and being involved again in the third game that he starts. It just shows that, you know, he's, he's a midfielder that has an impact on games and actually getting involved. And I just love that we get points from a midfield because we weren't too spoiled back in the in the you know days even we were great with Henderson, Vinaldum and Fabinho, they scored sometimes and provided assist, obviously. But you know, I think the the midfields that we see now, not even not just only the McAllister, Sobersly and um, Jones or whatever, whoever starts games, but you know, even even this um, mid midfield sort of sees creativity and great work and stuff. So, you know, I, I'm. I'm just very pleased that we got a player like him on our hands, you know, because I, I, I told, I said that very early, you know, in the summer as well. I really loved to have him because what I saw of him in Ajax. So, for me personally, I'm very pleased that we got him that cheap and that he's showing his talents and can prove everyone uh, wrong, you know, that has been doubting him. Yeah, I think it's one of them. Like even when you saw him at Ajax, you could see how silky he was, and I think he just made. I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing, like you, like the old cliche goes. But you can you can only say it with when, when you've been at Bayern. You said, "Oh, it's not worked out," and now he's come to Liverpool and he's getting. I think he even said in his like his proper smiley like post match interview. Like, I think he's the the, the fella said um, the journalist said that what what's changed since Bayern? He said like getting more minutes. And I think that's taking it down to a very basic level. But I'm sure he's much happier in and around yeah. this group of players who very close, very tight knit and. You saw, obviously, you, don't, you only have to see like the, uh, um, like the, the backstage stuff, I guess, in the commas, like the what, what inside Anfield and like around the games and the tra- training, like in, behind the scenes stuff, like how, how um, tight knit this group of players are. So it, it must be very easy just to kind of come in and show your quality, and then people respect you straight away. I think it's happened similarly to Zabislai as well in terms of what he's just coming in and everyone just goes right, this fella's boss. Like let's just give him all the ammunition to make him as good as he can be. So hopefully Gravenberch can, I mean, with the, with the red card to Jones, it does open up a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a door for him in terms of if he wants to come in and on that, on that left-hand side. I mean, we'll get into starting 11s for, for Brighton and stuff and whether we think he will, but I think it's, it's a, it's a bit of good news for him in, in, in a weird way that he can maybe come in and get, a, a, get I guess a little bit more uh, minutes on the field. Um, but in terms of the game, and of course we get the we get that goal on forty four minutes. So we're going one nil. 
Um, we had we had quite a few chances, I guess, first and second half. But like I said, the start of the show, like the longer it goes on, they're just like, right, well, we might as well just keep pushing forward, keep pounding forward, keep bringing on more and more strikers, just keep going for it. And fair play to them, they did. But we just looked. I mean, I mean, Klopp referenced it after the game. Like we just looked a bit. We was in the certain moments we weren't just we weren't moving the ball quick enough. It was one of them where we were just knocking it around the back. It'd go left back, back to centre back, other centre back, right back, midfield, back to centre back, and it's like, well, you keep doing that. You just inviting pressure. If they win it, they're gonna nick it and then try and counter that speed. And that's what they, they did. They did it well. Uh, they did play well. To be fair to them, and the fans were were great as well. Um, but of course, Jota loves a late goal. Jota loves a goal, but he also loves like a stoppage time goal and. Um, <laughs> he loves a different uh, every time he does a different celebration as well, which is funny. I think he's done like a, a bow and arrow this time. It's always like FIFA related, like FIFA celebration or playing on a PlayStation pad or I don't know, <laughs> EAFC badge he's or whatever. A, he's whatever a he's proper doing. kid. He's, yeah, he's, he's he's funny, but he, he always he always gets these goals, and I think it's you can see the relief. Like it, the camera pans straight to Klopp, and you can see the relief. He was just like, oh, thank fuck, we've got the goal, and we can calm down now. But um, yeah. yeah. A, a nice moment for Jota, of course, but nice for us to kind of think, right, game's over now. Yeah, and it's a good goal as well. You know, he's quite strong in that situation to come, you know, to fight with that defender, you know, getting the best out of him, you know, coming out around him and then actually the finish. You know, it's we know that he can do that, but it's actually a very good goal and, you know, very um, strong of him to score from there because it's not the easiest, you know, of angles. You've got the defender, you've got the goalkeeper, you know, that you need to be able to put the ball past and all that. So, all credit to him. And, and as always, when he, you know, plays or whatever, you know, he, he, he contributes. And, you know, even though he might not have had, you know, the best kind of game, he's still scoring the goal that, you know, sees us winning the game. So, you know, I love Jota. You know, I don't maybe agree that he should play all the time because of the quality that we got up front. But, you know, like we said so many times before, he knows where to pop into areas to score. He's a clever player. So, you know, to just have him and to use him in those kind of games and even as a substitute in Premier League games, or even as a starter, sometimes depending on our position and if we play home or away or whatever, because he always puts in a good shift as well. So, perfect. Not complaining. <laughs> yeah, especially as well, because like I said, with Jones giving Graven Birch a bit of an opportunity, I think it's similar for Jota because Gakpo is going to be out until hopefully Everton. Um um, so there's there's an opportunity there for for him to kind of maybe have a stake a claim a little bit um, in 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 those areas. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how he. I mean, he needs to come in and. I mean, we we know he's scoring goals, but I think he needs to, I guess, be more impactful from the from the start. If he's going to start, I'd like him to be like involved in the game a little bit more. I think sometimes he can go. Like not get, be involved a little bit, and I feel like that's something that. I've said before, like he's a rhythm player. I think that comes with like playing game, mm. game after game, starting games. I think it's hard to get a rhythm when you're just coming off the bench all the time. So hopefully we can see him a little bit, a little bit more, um, and I'm sure we will. And hopefully loads of big goals coming up. But that was Liverpool winning two uh, 0 to win. Obviously top of the um, top of the league in terms of only two games, like but um, two two wins out of two, two lose, beat Lask one 0 So they're they're second on four points, USG are on one point, and you've got Lask at the bottom on, on zero points. Um, so perfect start for Liverpool. We didn't do it in the best way, but we got the we got the result, which was which was the main thing going into especially resting players like the likes of um Nunes coming off um a half time uh, for, for Diaz, and then you had Salah coming off uh, for Jones, Trent coming off as well, and then um, yeah, some there was people who got 
just enough minutes to kind of keep them taking over. But also, I mean, Klopp said after the game, like he doesn't like taking people off that are important to us in a game that isn't completely won. But I think in a game like this where you can go, right, we can bring off him and bring him on and it's still boss quality and we can still win the game, which is, if you can do it and win, it's ideal. That's what we we need to keep doing. But let's let's move on to Brighton then because it is a tricky game for us. It it always is. I, I don't really like playing Brighton because obviously their manager is very good and very tactically aware and they have a good setup against us of course we haven't seen them against this like Liverpool 2.0 in terms of like Zobosly and all the new and new fellas and how good we've been doing this season so I am interested to see um, how we approach that but like in terms of like Brighton like um, in terms of the league let's have a quick look where they are in the league so the sixth in the league, so they've played seven, one, five, um, lost two. So they're on, they're on fifteen points in six. So only a, only a point behind us, which is, I mean, says a lot about how good they are as well, doesn't it? I, I know, like, so I think it was, it was Kevin Prince Boateng's been popping up all over the place with like doing little clips of interviews with Rio Ferdinand and that, and he got asked like who's the best coach in the world, and he said Deserve he's the best coach in the world, and in terms of tactically aware and how good he is and I mean you can only go from how good Brighton have been since he came in especially after like Potter leaving and whatever you thought maybe they'd go on a bit of a downward spiral but he's coming in he's done really well and like to get 15 points out of the first seven is is a great start for them isn't it and it's, it's all like I said it's always a tricky game especially away at their place yeah you know that's the thing it's going to be a tough game and I think you know the Serbia has done a great great job and you know I would I probably wouldn't agree that he's the best man in the world but he's definitely up you know in the bracket of being one of the best in terms of like you said what he's got on his hands you know even though it's quality players it's not the same and the same type of money and you know opportunities like the big uh, clubs has so you know he's doing a great job and I'm sure we'll see how good a job he will do this season with Brighton and what he can achieve because I'm sure there will be you know bigger clubs out there just waiting to see if they can actually nick him from them <laughs> you know and I'm sure that's going to happen uh, that's the way it goes um, but you know Brighton away is a tough one um, they have got quality uh, you know we got the quality to obviously go and hurt them and obviously they they lost 6-1 against Aston Villa away uh, so there are ways of you know uh, playing against them and scoring many goals but you know away it will be a difficult task for us um you know i'm looking forward to it because it's a test because they've been good but at the same time you know as i'm excited i'm also a bit nervous because we know that every point is you know so important uh you know in pre- playing this league uh against city arsenal you know and also the way we lost the points against tottenham now we know you know we're thinking of what can that mean in the long term therefore i want us to make make sure that we go and put it right against brighton so it's it's a massive game to have so many things but it will it will be difficult for us yeah i think it will be i think yeah i, I just need a win in the league under my belt after that spare shit show I could just, <laughs> like because yeah. it's one of them because if we end up drawing or whatever you'd be like it's like you then start reading into it a little bit more. It's like I was as that affected. Like I don't know. I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm probably talking shit in terms of like as it affected like the rhythm of the of our like of our surge, like how good we've been and stuff. And I'm sure. I'm hopefully. I'm. I'm sure it won't. But um, I just want us to like go in and just absolutely just blow them away. Really, like you said, you referenced yeah. them getting beat. By a, by a high scoreline, and I'm, I'm I'm not expecting that by any means. But I just feel like if Liverpool turn on, 
the style from the, from minute go. Um, hopefully, we just it it clicks and we and we get a couple of goals because that's what that's what we need at the minute just to get yeah, us through and get, and get us through the um, to the international break. Yeah, that's the thing as well because it's an international break coming up and the next game is the derby. You know, it's important to get three points ahead of that just to finish off before the international break in the best manner as well. But I think also we should be able to obviously use to see what Aston Villa did great against them, even though Aston Villa played at home. I think, you know, there's situations to look into there and see what they, what did they do that, you know, made them create chances and score that many goals. So try to see what they did. And I wouldn't say just copy because we play our way, but, you know, to find ways there to see how we can hurt them. Yeah, definitely. And I'm just looking at the Spurs, the lineup, our lineup for Spurs. Um, so it was Allison in goal. We had Gomez right back. We had Matip and Van Dyke centre half. Robbo left back. Midfield three of Jones, McAllister, and Zobersly. And then a forward three of Diaz, Gakpo, and Mo Salah. What what are you thinking? And obviously Gakpo's out, so we know that's going to be a change. We know Jones is out for three games, so we know that's a change. We know Jota. Unfortunately, is I mean I was saying I want him to get some rhythm, but he, he of course is also out. I actually forgot about that. He's out for this one with um for what for one game, um and then we've got Trent who's come back from from injury, so there's there's a few decisions to be made in, in terms of that. But what 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 are you thinking? Well, I'm I'm just thinking. Obviously, Gakpo's not available, so Nunez in, and we've got the front three ready. You know, Diaz, Nunez, Salah, and with. Konate and Trent coming back as well. I think, you know, they go in. So we've got, you know, Robert Sonverge, Van Dijk, Konate and Trent as a defensive four. And in terms of midfield with no Jones, you know, I wouldn't mind to see Gavin Birch play uh, next to McAllister and Soboslai because he's got the height, he's got the physicality, he's he's good with the ball, you know, to have someone like that and with Soboslai next to him, obviously going more forward and McAllister probably sitting a little bit back as a number six. I think it, you know, it, it kind of just excites me because I know they are great footballers, great with the ball. You know, they can score from outside. They are big guys who wins, you know, uh, second balls, you know, in that part of the field as well, you know, in terms of headers or with being big in their body just to, you know, hold off for position players and all that. So uh, even though, you know, obviously Jones is not available, but, you know, because he's been playing, playing well, starting, you know, good in pressure and all that kind of stuff, you know, when put pressure in positions, I think that mid- midfield just, I don't know, it gives me some kind of excitement just being fucking, they are great players. So that would be my midfield and obviously the front three front three and uh, defensive four that I said. And that would be a great, great team, to be honest. Yeah, it's difficult, I think, because I think there's, there's that. Or you go Endo in, you put McAllister in the Jones position and then you keep Sobersly over there. I think that's the, the only, I think they're the two decisions that, Klopp's got to make, but I think it would be nice to for Klopp to give Gravenberch maybe like you played well in the last game, you deserve to start like he, he always does. If someone plays well, they, they always more often not play the next game because it's like well you've you've got credit in the bank now because you, you've performed really well last game. So yeah, and I think I think that position is what Jones kind of takes up. It's kind of, it like he he does get forward and pressure and whatever, but he does kind of he is sitting back mostly in terms of like not venturing too far forward he drops into like maybe as a an, an additional six or an additional centre midfielder going more central so I think that might suit Gravenberch as well in terms of I mean it's it's just whether the Klopp thinks Gravenberch is I guess far enough along in his, his understanding of how to 
press in certain moments because, like I said, when you come up against Brighton and Deserby, they've got their tactical awareness is like is is so good. I mean, even I think Guardiola said like in terms of how they get out of the press is like one of the best in the world, and and you've only got to watch them to see how how good they are in terms of like just pass past the keeper, one two touch, and then triangles and loads of options around them. So it's just how if Klopp thinks that Gravenberg is ready to basically run his ass off and do what Jones does every game for us now where he runs himself into the not into the ground but he runs his, his runs his ass off every game, closing everything down, putting his foot in, making tackles, getting on the ball, ball retention. Um but I, th- I feel like it would be a nice little a nice little signal from Klopp that's like yeah, you've done well last game, lads, go and do it again in, in this one. Yeah, I think, you know, he's he deserves to, you know, play, but I understand, you know, away against Brighton, maybe a little bit being more sure. But to be to be honest, like, and I don't want to take, you know, being disrespectful or, or blame Endo in any way. But I think, you know, he's been struggling a bit. Obviously, he's, he's older, even though he played in the Bundesliga and all that kind of stuff. I think it takes him a little bit more time to come into, you know, the, the, the pace and the speed of the game. I think he's been doing better and better. So, you know, it's not that he's been bad. I just think... I just see that, you know, like you said as well, if McAllister sits as a six and you've got Gravenberg and Dominic Soberstein in front of you, you know, being able to run a lot, then bringing the ball forward and being very, you know, gifted in that kind of way as a player, I think that's something that will be uh, a big threat uh, for Brighton. But also at the same time, I think, you know, if, if they change positions or whatever happens in a situation or in the game, uh, Gravenberg can come down and take that number six position for McAllister if he stays up. You know, they, they are all, and, and we know that Dominic can do that as well, even though we, we prefer him higher up the pitch. But I just think they can all actually run around and change positions because it doesn't mean that, oh, we need, like, for example, when we had Fabinho, we wanted him to be in that number six position because that's where he was at his best and we needed that because we shouldn't have him further up the pitch. But these three can do the job for each other on all kind of different positions, even though we don't want it to just be, you know, a, a show where they just run around doing different things all the time. But I think if needed, you know, McAllister comes down playing his little number six role, you know, trying to dictate the game. Then we got the Graven Birch. If he needs to come down further because McAllister's been up, you've got someone that is tall, you know, strong, good on the ball, he come down and cover that position. So I think they can, you know, be in great with each other and doing the kind of job together. And that's what I'm very excited to see. Uh, that's why I want them to start. But you know, if if it works, it's another obviously question. And if there's any tr- troubles or problems, obviously we can always put Ando in and get McAllister or further up the pitch and stuff. So we got the opportunities and the options, but I think that three of a midfield with Graven Birch, McAllister, so slash feels like something that can really harm Brighton. To be honest, yeah, and I would love to see it. I think on on paper it looks very good. I feel like there's a lot of like you said, there's a lot of quality in there and interche- interchangeable, and that's like a big thing for Klopp. We need to be players that can basically fill the gaps if someone goes there, that they, they know the position. And I think that's what I'm we're kind of alluding to in terms of if if he thinks Graham Birch has got that fully in his head, like in terms of, because it's quite complex in terms of how Liverpool are doing it with the new system, whether he's um, ready. And if I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll see. And if he starts, then yeah, I can't wait to see how he, how he does and how he, um, yeah, more games with, with this Liverpool side. And it might be like a bit of a, I mean, we wanted obviously we didn't want Jones. I wanted the appeal to be successful, but it might be a little bit of a blessing in disguise for for Ryan Gravenberch that he can maybe come in and play a few games, and that can push his career a bit further along in terms yeah. of um, in a positive way than, than maybe it would have if, if Jones was was still 
still available. So yeah, we'll we'll see. But I think it's going to be it's 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 primed for a very interesting game. I think a two o'clock kick off on a Sunday is a, a bit of a mad one, like to be fair. But um, yeah, I think it's it's Brighton are very good. Liverpool are, are doing very well. Of course, they're taking the the last game result out of it. Liverpool have been. <clears throat> insanely good, so I think they'll be they'll be very worried, and they'll be want to be. The thing is, like they'll be wor- so worried that they'll want to be on top form, and I think that's like whenever Liverpool come to town for these type of teams, that always it's always an extra five or ten percent in terms of energy and um, running everywhere. Like there's always players that do well, like Solly March, that just always like turns up and just <laughs> turns yeah. into an absolute <laughs> turns a mark over Mars against us. Just pulling out an old nineties name there for you um, against us, but yeah, it's. It's 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 primed for a good game, and I can't I can't wait for it. But we've come to the question that we all love, and I did ask Paul to send me over the prediction league, and he's probably he's probably still in bed or whatever. I mean, sorry, Paul, you're probably not in bed. You're probably you're probably like running or round somewhere doing a five k or whatever. But he didn't send me <laughs> it, um, and obviously we jumped straight on, so we didn't have a chance to look. But I know you're doing very well in the league because you keep picking three one every week. I'm trying to mix it up and say 2-0 and whatever but I am going to go 2-0 I'm going to go for a, a fancier I mean I say a fancier clean sheet for Liverpool I don't really I'm just maybe that's just me that's just me uh, heart ruling my head there a little bit but, but um, like you, like we said if the likes of Trent come back in in Canate and um, and players of that it shows us up a little bit in terms of defensively. I, I think because we saw how good Canate was in, in the in the USG game, he didn't even mention Canate. He was just absolutely everywhere. He was an absolute beast. I feel like that those players coming in can only make us just more, just loads more better because they know the system so so well. Um, but yeah, I think I think two. I think I think you said. Did you say three one again? Did you? <laughs> You're just yeah, going to keep, keep saying 3-1 all season. Yeah, you know, I had a, I had a bit of a, you know, choose between 2-1 or 3-1 because I, I think Brighton away will be difficult. I think they will score a goal because they are good at home. And, you know, we we need to be out of the block straight away, you know, and yeah. 100% into it. And I'm not I'm not confident that we will be because we've seen it so many times. That we know. So I'm I'm thinking, I hope we don't get 1-0 one, one down straight away or, you know, that we actually don't score or concede the first. That's the thing. But, you know, I, I don't see us actually... You know, um, winning that comfortably, even if I say three-one, it will be a tough one. But I think they would score a goal at least, so that's why I'm going with that. But you know, two-one would have been nice as well. But I just that's my way of prote- protecting myself of being fucking nervous. <laughs> so, so three-one yeah. for me. <laughs> I mean, if 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 we can win two-nil and get two two-nils in a, in a row, that would be absolutely lovely yeah. going into an international break, and then of course come back and then. You'll be over, and we'll be watching us. Hopefully, absolutely obliterate Everton into yeah. absolute seen, smithereens. I've seen the the predictions here from from loads of you know be people in the well, group. Then, you you read them out loud because I'm on my phone, so you read them out if you want. Yeah, read the ones that I got. Yeah, yeah. Should I? I just don't mention names or. No, mention, mention mention the names. Yeah, yeah. No, right. Just don't don't right. don't tell them. Just don't tell the addresses or like postcodes or whatever. <laughs> the bank details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sends a ton of there. Now you got uh, Mick. Obviously, two 0 Liverpool. I got three one. Like I said, Dog got two 0 Liverpool. Um, Chippy two 0 Liverpool. Um, Matthew two one Liverpool. Glenn two one Liverpool. Ty two one. Freddie three one. Aiden three one. Paul D two one. Jonas 2-2, Peter 3-1, Farsi 
2 0 Liverpool. Yeah, Jamie 2 1. So there's loads of 2 1s in there. Brian 2 1. Gary, oh, 3 0 Liverpool. Nice. Uh, okay. Harry 2 2. James 3 uh, 2 Liverpool. So there's there's loads of 2 1, actually. So there's loads of 3 1s as well, though. And I think everyone's just like. Yeah, I think, I think Aiden, Aiden said three one. I was like, don't cop, don't copy Christian. Like, he's gonna he's gonna be wrong at some point. <laughs> yeah, um, but there's, there's a few that hasn't you know yet given the score prediction. So we we'll see. But you know, everyone except for uh, oh, I can't find it now. Or was it what? <laughs> oh, whatever. But yeah, everyone actually backing Liverpool to to go and win. Uh, but there's uh, someone who's going with a draw, like two or three. So yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it is it is a tricky game, and I mean, I, w- I wouldn't because Liverpool are doing really well. I wouldn't take a draw because we we, we need to win it, especially after the Spurs game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can understand, I guess, why people would go for for a, for a score draw because there's, there's bound to be goals in this one. And yeah, like I said, if you do want to join that group with all the lovely people in, then just yeah, just Ooh, let us know. And we, we can we can add you to it. Yeah. What, sorry, we we, we just, just uh... in. Yeah, we got news. Rasmus Go going four four one to the Reds. Oh, get him, lad. Yes, <laughs> love a bit of that. Love a four one. Yeah, absolutely love a four one. Breaking um, news. <laughs> yeah, just love the way you gasped as they were like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." Yeah. yeah, if you if you do want to join the group, let us know. Just let us know on uh, fans it's... on Instagram or Twitter at Copite Podcast. Just let us know yeah. if you want to join. The WhatsApp group is actually, you know, you don't have, I feel sometimes I don't have all the time to reply to all the good things that's going on in the conversation because, you know, you got your own stuff going on and that's for everyone. But it's nice conversations in there with, you know, photos of pints or drinks and there's, you know, laughs and jokes and obviously serious stuff about the Reds. So if you want to join, just let us know and jump in and you know, get into the action because it is good fun. It's like having a big group of friends, but you got it, you know, on your phone and you're just talking shit. That's that's actually uh, very, very good. Well, there's been a lot of good stuff this season because obviously Liverpool have been very good. So it's been all positive stuff, which is, of course, always nice. But uh, yeah, do you want to join? Let us know. Um, so that'll be it for today's show. Um, we've done a bit longer than I actually thought we would in terms of USG results. I thought that would be like 10 minutes done, but there was a load of obviously grabbing birds, concert. Didn't even mention we could have went even longer with Canate in terms of how we play, but let's hope Liverpool can, yeah, build on the USG result. Kind of forget about obviously the spare stuff because it's been, of course, like Klopp spoke about it, mentioned the word replay, everyone shit the pants, and it's been over Twitter for days. People just going, Oh, should we replay this game? Shall we? Oh, should we replay this game? Should we go back to 1962? There's so so many narrow minded people out there, (laughs) you know. And and to be honest, I I start to feel, you know, uh, a little bit worried about humanity because people, you know, seems to be stupid, to be honest. I know that it's easy to just look at their, you know, headline, say, you know, our club demands a replay, and everyone's just like, ah, but, you know, if you actually read into what he said or actually listen to what he said, you know, there's there's loads of things taken out of the, you know, the context there. So I'll be like, never said that. I'll be like, I understand him. I got the, I get the same kind of feeling, even though I do understand, you know, there won't be a replay, but I can understand what he comes from and all that because of what happened. But people just like, obviously, to have clicks or just, you know, shout out things that are just stupid. So, you know, there's, there's no point. There's no point. There's not. There's really not. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just want to. I just want to get this game. Hopefully, we win it, and then just like it's just like just forget about Spurs now. Like just like just. That's it the will, thing. It, it'll forever be annoying, but you just need to get like have a couple of games and get it out of your system, and then and then crack on. Really, don't you? 
Yeah, because that's the thing. If if we would end up losing against Brighton, everyone will come back talking about Spurs games, how important that would have been to have that result because we lost this one. So I, I'm with you. Just go and win this one and we can just leave the shit behind us and you know move forward because we know what it's going to be like. So, yeah. It's one of them. Just just win, Reds. Just win by any means necessary. Just like <laughs> one one nil, whatever you want to do it. Just, yeah, just please do it. But yeah, hopefully Liverpool can do it. We'll be back soon to hopefully discuss the great win and yeah, we'll see what happens with City and Arsenal. There's a few big games this this weekend that will, yeah, will shape up the uh, the Premier League at the top of the table so it's going to be interesting. Hopefully Liverpool can go and do it. We can get ourselves onto, I think we'll be on 19 points if we win which would be lovely after after eight games. So yeah, let's hope Liverpool can do it. We'll be back soon. As always, thanks for the support. Really appreciate it. As always, thanks to Christian for jumping on. And yeah, we'll see you all very soon. Nice one. I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to the Copite Podcast. Podcast Network.